Hi, I'm Ryan Rock, your SBA 7A and 504 Loan Specialist, Small Business Owners Advocate, and your host for this podcast, SBA Loans and What You Need to Know. In this podcast, I will simplify the SBA loan program and make it easier for current and future small business owners to gain access to capital you need to acquire, strengthen, and grow your small business. Let's get started. Hi, and thank you again for tuning into this podcast. I love the SBA loan program. I feel blessed and honored to be a small part of it and to be able to help so many current and future small business owners across the country gain access to capital. I've been coming across a lot of entrepreneurs looking to purchase a business using the SBA 7A loan program. They have a lot of questions. Primarily, they want to know what to look for. In this podcast, I'm going to give four tips on what specifically to look for that may help entrepreneurs looking to buy a business with the SBA 7A program with the process. Tip number one, figure out your budget, meaning a business that you can afford. You may want to figure this out by calculating how much you can comfortably afford to put down or inject into the business. Now, I could do an entire podcast on how much borrowers have to put down or inject by itself. But to simplify this podcast, in my opinion, 15% of the purchase price would be a good number to start with. Though the lender may require 5% more or allow 5% less, depending on the economy, the current market, or other multiple factors, 15% is a good starting point. I would say it's a good idea to call the lender and ask them how much you would have to put down specifically for a transaction prior to entering into a contract for that transaction. Keep in mind when you're using the SBA 7A loan program, lenders borrower requirements for injection may vary and also SBA rules and regulations for borrower injection are subject to change from year to year. Thus, it's always a good idea just to call the lender to confirm and get an estimate of what injection they may require from you for a specific transaction. Tip number two, look at the operating history of the business. Specifically, how long has the business been operating at the current location? I say current location because this may be a good indication that the business has established itself in that market. If the business has recently moved locations, you need to be able to explain why and how the business can successfully operate at the new location. This is something the buyer should definitely know and be able to explain to the lender. Usually, the longer the business has been operating at the current location, the better. A short operating history for a business may serve as a challenge for some lenders to get comfortable with. So what would lenders consider a short operating history? Well, this may vary from lender to lender. However, in my opinion, I would say three years or less. Considering 7A lenders will ask for at least three years of financial documents from the subject business, it would be good for the owner and borrower to be able to provide this information. This information will include, but not be limited to, 
providing profit and loss statements, balance sheets, and most importantly, business tax returns. If the business has a short operating history, it is not necessarily a deal killer. This challenge can be mitigated with other strong characteristics of the subject business, such as strong management experience or strong cash flow. This brings us to our next tip for purchasing a business using the 7A program. Tip number three, look for good cash flow based on the subject business's tax returns and the interim profit and loss statements. Cash flow is very important in the approval process for receiving an SBA 7A loan. Cash flow is primarily based off the business tax returns and the interim financial profit and loss statements. The more recent interim financials that can be provided, the better. It is much more difficult to receive an SBA 7A loan if the tax returns and interim financials do not reflect adequate cash flow for the loan amount requested. If you are dealing directly with the seller of a business or a third-party individual such as a broker, they should be able to provide you with the last three years of business tax returns, balance sheet, and a profit and loss statement for you to verify the cash flow of the subject business. If for some reason they are not comfortable showing you the actual tax returns early in the process, they should at least be able to provide you with the numbers and exclude or block out any personal information they may not be comfortable with providing you. If the owner is only willing to provide profit and loss statements early in the vetting process, it is very important to confirm with the individual that not only will the tax returns be provided upon moving forward with the acquisition, but the business tax returns will match the profit and loss statements provided. This information may be the most important information needed by the lender in order to actually get your term sheet and eventually approve the loan. Many times the lender will not even be able to provide you with an initial term sheet without having this information. Tip number four, look for competent management. The definition of competence is the ability to successfully or efficiently be able to do something. You may have heard this in my first podcast, Five Common Misconceptions About SBA Loans, and you're going to hear about it again because this is very important when applying for an SBA 7A loan. You should be able to prove to the lender that you can successfully operate the business. There are multiple ways in which you can do this. You may have direct industry experience for the subject business in which you are trying to acquire. This is always great in increasing the lender's comfort level with the transaction. You may have transferable skills that can be applied to the subject business or have management experience in a similar industry. You should inquire about the current management of the subject business and ask how long they've been there. Are they remaining in place after the acquisition? If the current management has been operating at the subject business successfully for a number of years and they are remaining in place post-acquisition, this is a great way to point out competent management will be in place post-acquisition. Oftentimes, in an SBA business acquisition, the seller will also agree to serve in an advisory capacity for the allowable six months to a year 
to help the buyer with the transitional period. The SBA does not allow the seller to retain any ownership in the subject business being sold or stay on staff in a managerial position. However, they will allow the seller to stay on staff and even payroll for six months to a year in a non-managerial position, which is quite often an advisory role. This is very common in SBA 7A acquisitions and is considered by many lenders to be positive and helpful in strengthening the transaction. Also, buyers may have something I personally like to call an X-factor. This may not be needed, but it can help get the lender comfortable in some instances. This is any unknown education, experiences, current board positions, volunteer work, or anything else you can think of that may be unique to you as an individual, but may pertain to the business in which you are buying, may help you as a business owner, and ultimately help show your competence and ability to be able to own and operate the business successfully. So, to recap, four tips in buying a business using the SBA 7A loan product. Tip number one, look for a business you can afford to put down 15% of the purchase price for. I've seen this number drop as low as 10%. However, you may not always be able to obtain that number, so 15% would be a safer assumption. Tip number two, look for the operating history of the business, specifically at the current location. Usually, the longer the better. Tip number three, Look for good cash flow for the subject business based off of the last three years tax returns and interim profit and loss statements. Obviously, the higher the purchase price, the more cash flow the business will need to qualify for the loan. I go over specific numbers about what's needed to qualify for different loans towards the end of my first podcast, Five Common Misconceptions About SBA Loans. Tip number four. Look for competent management. You must be able to prove to the lender you can successfully own and operate the subject business you are buying. Now, unfortunately, these four tips cannot guarantee loan approval for all 7A business acquisitions, but they will, in my opinion, help expedite the loan process and ultimately help entrepreneurs buy a business using the SBA 7A loan program. Thank you for listening to this podcast, SBA Loans and What You Need to Know. I'm your host and SBA 7A and 504 Loan Specialist, Ryan Rock.